we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 4th, 2019. And uh, the next report is entitled, FEMA Terrorizes Northern Californians. FEMA Terrorizes Northern Californians. And I shall read. Agents of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, are terrorizing frightened Californians who have been living in the dark since PG&E, the area's primary electricity provider, cut power to nearly 2 million residents to prevent more wildfires like the massive Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County from erupting as winds howl across the region. On Sunday evening, the utility cut power to 940,000 homes and businesses a move that coincided with the arrival of 250 additional FEMA agents to reinforce an already sizable FEMA presence that arrived in Northern California when PG&E announced the first round of outages two weeks ago. Now remember, FEMA was the ones that were bringing in those oversized, and I believe he's even got a picture of those oversized porta-potties into these areas, and if you went there by yourself, you were, a, there was a good chance you were going to be disappeared. This guy observed two different women going into the same uh, FEMA bathroom, these portable ones, and they disappeared. They did not ever come out. He was looking for his wife, who he who was going to one of these bathrooms during, during the fires, during the power outages, and she never came home. And he went to the, the sheriff, and the sheriff was hostile toward him and said get out of here and then he went back to the to the fema um <clears throat> bathroom place the next day and the red cross had taken over and they were like fema's was never even here what are you talking about total gaslighting saying oh no they, they weren't even here and he saw it with his own eyes and he got confronted by a fema um gestapo jackboot thug when he was there and they told him to get out of here or we'll arrest you because he was looking for his wife he, they, they told him oh, you're not here she's or she never came here like they would know like they have like they have intimate knowledge of every single person that she used about no they just made this blanket statement and then the next day they were gone fema was gone with a lot of the porta potties were gone as well so i'm telling you there's some real evil nefarious stuff going on in california according to an agency source fema acting director pete gainer ordered the shuffle the agents, he said, carry no relief supplies, but are equipped with enough guns and ammunition to stage a coup in a third world country. They are on scene to harass, intimidate, browbeat, and berate displaced citizens into submission, to compel them to obey without question orders issued by a governing authority, FEMA. Quoting our source, FEMA never let, lets a disaster go to waste. Right now, the FEMA agents in Northern California are there to impose order. And, and he's showing a picture in the video of these oversized FEMA bathrooms where they could disappear. I don't know how exactly how they're doing it, but I'm sure when it, if you have getting any kind of a crisis like this and you're a woman and you need to go to the bathroom, you need to figure it out some other way, okay? I'm just saying because you don't want to be disappeared. Still fear. We're not there to hand out food and water, a fact proven by the hours agents have been assigned to work. The agents, he added, are off duty during daylight and prowl the streets at night. 
They have orders to stop and detain any person found outdoors after dusk in towns that have imposed mandatory dusk till dawn curfews. In Eureka, agents pummeled 47-year-old Dennis Farrell, who had violated curfew to help a, quote, wounded and confused, unquote, senior citizen wandering the streets near his home. When Mr. Farrell stepped outdoors, two FEMA agents appeared, threw him to the ground, and beat him with their fists and buttstocks of their AR-15 rifles. In Salinas, FEMA agents interrogated... I mean, th this is a guy that he violated curfew. So now, you know, Satan's taken over, and he's imposed a curfew, and even though it's your neighborhood, even though, you know, your power's off, if you dare step out of your house, you violated curfew, and they're, he's a senior citizen, and he stepped out, and they threw him to the ground and beat him with their fists and, and buttstocks of their AR. I mean, how could he even be alive? I mean, I don't know where they hit him, but, you know, that could kill you real quick. Occupants of a vehicle that stalled on a dead-end road. The driver said he was headed to a hotel but got disoriented driving through a wide blanket of dense smoke. The agents held him at gunpoint for an hour while they ransacked the vehicle under the pretense of conducting a, quote, safety inspection. Yeah, because they needed to be doing safety inspections when there's wildfires going on and the power grid's down. But they need to, they need to you know, uh, major on minors and minor on majors, you know, out there and make sure that the... Everything about the vehicle is up to code and spec, and it, it, you know, that's where the priorities need to be. Unquote. The inspections, our source said, are meant to ferret out firearms owners yep. and persons who espouse anti-government ideology. Right. Quoting him again. Make no mistake, seizing weapons and isolating subversives are major agency goals. Right. If you have a weapon, FEMA wants it or they want you out of the picture. FEMA operates autonomously, and it is a militarized arm of the government. The Patriot Act gives FEMA unilateral authority. It can indefinitely detain any person for any reason or for no reason in the name of national security, he said. So it's like a rogue satanic agency of our government that can do whatever they want. And their main, their main goal is to disarm the populace and to kill any of, and hopefully kill, that's what they're wanting, Anybody that a rightful gun, or anybody that's pro-constitution, anybody that's not going to go along with the new world order, and under the guise of these manufactured crises, where you know they're incinerating people in their own home, own homes, and with dues weapons, <clears throat> they can come in and do whatever they want. Power's out. A lot of times the cell phones aren't working. It's the perfect cover of darkness for these satanic devils to, you know, try to implement whatever satanic plan they're they're afoot at implementing fema agents have quote special arrest unquote powers they may use lethal force on any subject that disobeys a direct order or poses poses a threat to an agent how fema defines a threat however is subjectively determined by the agent a person impeding an agent's duty may be beaten shot escorted to an internment facility or FEMA barge, or set free at the agent's discretion, our source said. Moreover, he claims FEMA has unlawfully confiscated over 250 rifles, shotguns, and pistols from abandoned homes in Santa Rosa and Sonoma County. Yeah, because they're probably just kicking in the doors when these people are have evacuated the area, and they're just taking whatever they deem 
as contraband, and these would be any kind of weapon. Agents simply enter a home, scour it for weapons, and take whatever they find. If a person files a stolen weapon report with local authorities, he is told looters must have broken into the home and taken the weapons. Local authorities are complicit, and FEMA has jurisdictional authority over city, county, and state. And Trump's doing nothing about any of this. Enforcement agencies. Quoting him one last time, These are all beta tests done by the FEMA hegemony to prepare for an eventual declaration of martial law. I believe it's coming soon. Civil war is upon us, and FEMA is doing everything in its power to induce it, our source said. Right. And, and that concludes the short... And again, as, the, as that becomes more um, prevalent, and that gets back to the Patriot community, what he just said, well, yeah, you're going to have you're gonna have firefights. You're going to have um, homeowners that are not willing to relinquish their, their guns, and, and you're going to have... And that's what they want. They want those firefights. They want the conflict because then it gives them under the guise of, of some type of, you know, the satanic badge that they wear, the right to go in and do whatever they want to do. So that's where we're at in, uh, in America and particularly in um, California, which is, seems to be ground zero for where they're trying to implement all of this, this garbage. Uh, here we have a picture a listener sent me and this was posted on Facebook by a lady named Lisa Cooey. And it says, here's a few shots of the dues weapons being used in California. Now, I've, I've seen actual videos of this happening, but here's some actual still photos. Even after we show you what's happening, you will still say, no, those are just forest fires. And yet we are told everyone to watch out in California. They are making mandatory, they are making mandatory vaccinations now. And they're trying to throw California into martial law. Guess what? Vaccines are mandatory and martial law is in effect now. This is the weapon being used to clear the land of the people. They are on their way. um, They are, well, they're either dead or they're on their way to FEMA camps. Good luck trying to get a hold of those. And then it gets cut off there. Let me see if it, no. Um, That's a get cut off. But here's three different pictures. Um, and I'm talking, they are very heavy duty. They do not look photoshopped. And I, again, I've seen these before where you have these dues weapons coming down from either satellites or planes up above. And they're starting these forest fires and, um, three different shots, three different, totally different areas. They sure look authentic to me. And again, I've seen actual footage of this. So, you know, it's one of the main ways they're doing it now. The gentleman last week talked about that they're actually capable of actually doing this from below ground and above these plasma generated subterranean weapons. So I believe they've got a couple different ways that they're using these weapons to start these fires. Um, So you might want to look at the PDF for this date. um, uh, November 4, 2019 at contendingfortruth.com if you want to see these pictures. Next report, California is still burning like crazy and they have already announced $80 billion in damages and economic loss for 2019. Firefighters in California have been battling numerous blazes nonstop trying to save millions of people and homes from the flames. The biggest fire, the Kincaid Fire, has incinerated parts of the Wine County in Sonoma since last week. Further south, multiple wildfires continue spreading near Los Angeles and surrounding counties. Here, are all, and all of these are by design, on purpose, all started with these Either whether it's the subterranean dues weapons or the ones from above, that's how they're being started. 
here are the wildfires currently threatening the state for the most active to those nearing full containment. And they give all these different fires. Nelson Fire, Kincaid Fire, Muir Fire, Cabrillo Fire, Saddle Ridge Fire, Tick Fire, Old Water Fire, Oak Fire, and the Palisades Fire. So there's that. Um, Then this just came out as well. Millions will die in the Cascadia big one. Steve Quayle. This is from, I guess, Greg Hunter interviewed Steve Quayle. Filmmaker, book book author, and renowned radio host Steve Quayle warns the west coast of America is sleepwalking into a coming geologic catastrophe. Quayle explains, quote, while the San Andreas Fault is the most studied fault in the world, it's like peanuts compared to what's going to happen in Cascadia. That's the Cascadia subduction zone, and that's off the coast of... Um, to a certain extent, California going up through Oregon and um, Portland. So that's the Cascadia subduction, subduction zone. Cascadia, located in the Pacific Northwest, is most likely is the most dangerous one in three of, of the three faults um, going off in our lifetime. I'm not talking about hundreds of years or thousands of years. I'm talking about the backroom hush of the United States Geological Service scientists and many of them are silent about this. I am actually getting information from scientists that left the United States because there's a gag order on the true seismic nature of what is going on under the United States, essentially. Our film, entitled Cascadia, the Big One, will be previewed at usawatchdog.com. This is a really critical situation. The question is, is there magma movement beneath the surface? Yes. Uh, that's what I'm being told by the people who have access to the data. Everything is moving except the truth. And it's all a matter of economics. The situation with Cascadia is dire. Well, they also want to kill as many people as possible, though. So they don't want you to have any foreknowledge. So that's also a big part of it. And yes, that would affect affect those areas economically if they made warnings about this. Obviously, there would be, to a certain extent, a mass exodus out of there. But they want to make sure that as many people get killed from this as possible, too. That's the That's the long and the short of it. Um, this is not careless journalism or some scary statement on my part. We have do- undertaken the most elaborate film project on the subject that has ever been done because it's what's most critical. What the worst case scenario, what's the worst case scenario if the Cascadia induction, really subduction zone, let's loose and volcanoes, earthquakes, and tsunamis are unleashed. Quail says, quote, the amount of damage I am going to choose, and I'm going to choose my words carefully, is going to be the precedent is going to be precedent setting it's going to be a combination of volcanoes going off that are inland from the subduction zone where the plates meet coupled with tsunamis when this happens you will lose eight eight million to 20 million people when it happens you will lose all productivity in the electronic field obviously silicon valley and all food production in all of california oregon and washington which is gigantic when it happens, you'll have a state of emergency unlike any other. And then how about all the refugees that will be left behind? There will be 3.5 million in refugees to take care of. I don't see how you could really pin that number down. It depends on how many gets killed. you know. But he's saying 3.5 million. When this happens, what happens to the underground aquifers? And where does everybody go to get fresh water? There will be years of drought, years of famine, years of water... In uh, years of water, where did it all go? It's a very dire situation painted by computer models. This is not a sensational thing. It's based on scientific study with the application of what happens. Quail warns that the public would likely have roughly 15 minutes to get to safety. 
and that the tsunami waves would be 500 to 1500 feet tall. Quayle is putting his his trailer film out now, even though the film project is not going to be done until the early part of 2020. Uh, he is doing this as a public warning. Join Greg Hunter as he goes one-on-one with renowned radio host, author, and filmmaker Steve Quayle. Okay, so this is another kind of brief video um, entitled Secret Branch of the Military Being Formed. And it's not of this earth. Uh, it's from Dave Hodges. And um, just go ahead and roll this. Well, you may recall in 1947... And some people link this to the Roswell incident. I don't necessarily think that's true, but the timing is suspect. But in 1947, the NSA was created. In fact, it was so secretive at that time, anyone referred to the NSA as the no such agency. Well, it's out there in the open now. We know about it. We know what they do. There's a parallel historical event going on today in 2017. Top lawmakers in Washington, D.C. have added a line item to the 2018 Defense Authorization Act. You know, that's the act where they can snatch you off the street without regard to your constitutional rights, representation by a lawyer, trial by jury, due process. Yeah, they can just lock you away forever, courtesy of the NDAA. And they have stuck something in the NDAA that caught some people's attention. They thought they would sneak it through. No such luck. The Common Sense Show is on the job. And what they want to do is create a brand new Space Corps military branch to specifically deal with the needs of warfare beyond the atmosphere of the Earth. There's a couple of ways we can go with this, but let me get into the details of the legislation. The proposed legislation would create a Space Corps that would be folded into the military, but it's a separate part of the military service. It's almost like the submarine corps today. Now, the Navy will jump up and down and want to punch me in the face for saying this, but it's true. The submarine fleet has its own uniforms, they have their own code of justice, and they operate a lot outside the purview of the Navy. And it's a damn good thing because when Obama was purging the military after the attempted Benghazi coup, he he tried to get rid of everybody. And the one check and balance on what Obama wanted to do to this country were the nuclear weapons in our 72, some people say 88, submarines. Pretty interesting when you look at that particular event. The submarine fleet probably (laughs) saved us from a hostile takeover from the Obama administration. So let's go back to the Space Corps story here. Um, Sources within the Department of the Air Force are dealing with this proposal. They're embracing it, but they do have some questions. The U.S. already has an Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and Marine Corps, and right now they're fighting over which branch would get it. Now, the Air Force is probably going to be the primary candidate. We actually have space operations at Buckley Air Force Base in Aurora, Colorado, which coincidentally is about two miles from where I grew up. And the Buckley field, you can even Google this, you'll see these huge golf balls, sized objects on their on their territory and my late mother used to live on the other side of the base in north or excuse me southeast aurora and you could see these golf balls right from her living room window and they're not little golf balls like you hit on the range they're hundreds of feet wide and long and they look like golf balls from the sky when you fly over them well what are they no one knows except we know they're part of the space command that's exactly right i think all information coming in from space is filtered through buckley and they decide what to clear in terms of uh, classified information. At least that's the information that I've been given. Now, let's talk about what I think is a very interesting development here. 
they want a separate military to deal with outer space warfare. Well, first of all, that allows them to keep a lid on traditional oversight of the military from journalists. There will be none. There will be no journalists going into space to cover this unless the military is kind <laughs> enough to take them. It also tells you another element here about how advanced our technology is and what we have not been told. We're still looking at old booster rockets. Uh, look at the Area 51 uh, videos and photos. That's our stuff. Now, you can argue where it came from, but that's our stuff. Vertical liftoff craft that can escape Earth's atmosphere. And newsflash, I've covered this here before. My father worked with captured Nazi scientists, and they were working on vertical liftoff without the use of booster rockets. So that is no doubt what they're going to be using. And if you've ever seen the SDS-48 and the SDS-72 clips where there's war games going out in space, this, this goes back decades, people, decades, decades. I attended a conference in 1997 at the late Bill Pollack, ex-CIA agent, and I was invited to sit in and talk about my father's work, and they all had to sign non-disclosure agreements because at that time it was a hot topic and I couldn't talk about it publicly. But I, <laughs> I got my money's worth because they showed me the other side of the equation that I did not know and I was shocked at how far advanced our space technology is. Some people say we're traveling to other planets, we're going through the universe. I think it's very possible. I think it's very possible, but to carry out something like they're proposing here requires technology far and above NASA. NASA has training wheels on. It's a tricycle with training wheels compared to what this is, and that may be a favorable comparison. Exactly. Now, what will go on in space? What kind of warfare are they talking about? That's really what you want me to talk about. In, in other words, the technology that we actually possess that we're being implemented right now is what we're actually told in public where, you know, you've got the rockets that are burning fuel and they're – those are considered like buckets of bolts regard in compared to what we actually really do have. And, and this is, again, why all of those, well, I don't know how much it was, trillions disappeared into the Pentagon and, you know, have, have never been accounted for. Um, just to read a little bit about this, in 2017, a secret branch of the military was formed and it was not of this earth. Combined with the revelations made on Common Sense Show in 928, it's clear that there is a whole level of conflict that's not accounted for in our public defense budget. In 2017, key members of Congress quietly authorized the creation of a secret component of our military which had nothing to do with Earth-based warfare. These members of Congress have been forever silent. I reported on this in 2017, and now, and it's clear that this is related to the revelation of a planetary defense system. In support of this allegation, compare the following video to the revelation made on 92819 on the Common Sense Show, and there's a link there you can click on. An unmistakable pattern of planetary defense is emerging. Let's go back to the report here. The fact is, I don't know. I mean, I do know the Chinese are developing killer satellites. The Russians are developing their own space, secret space program. They're attempting to militarize space if they already haven't. Um, that's probably what we're looking at. Some people will point to an article I ran yesterday. I did a broadcast here yesterday and turned it into a small article in which I noted that there is historical references to Obama and Putin wanting to create a planetary defense system against alien invasion. Now, before you start laughing hysterically, Trump is looking into it, too, and the documentation for this is pretty good. In fact, Putin came out a few years ago 
and said, if you Americans won't tell your people the truth about UFOs, we will. I don't know what he meant exactly by that. We would have to speculate, but I think we have to consider... Now, the gentleman that you just heard um, on the video on the FEMA, he is the only one I know of the internet. It's Twisted Truth. Kind of a bad name, but... Um, He's the only one, this Michael guy, that I know of on the internet that is talking about what they're referring to as the Anunnaki that are visiting our planet right now and into areas that where there are high levels of killing and war going on, like Syria and certain parts of Africa, and they'll actually appear out of nowhere and just start annihilating everybody inside i've talked about this before i i mean it's he's not the only one that's put out this information on these things where these anunnaki are showing up they're getting on the battlefield and evidently they're so fierce that you know and unless you know specifically how to fight them and evidently they're figuring out some ways to actually beat them but they have to use acoustic weapons and specially coated bullets to penetrate whatever armor that they've got um you have no chance against them now i look at it totally differently i look at it like when when it comes to engaging something like that to me that is a battle that should be fought spiritually that should be fought through the lord and um you know i i (laughs) i would just love to see the lord deal with this with christians that are willing to go engage these things i've been reporting on this for probably a couple years now i haven't said a lot about it but i keep seeing more reports on it putin is seems to be the only one that's willing to engage these things i think all of the other governments in the world are totally on board with the new world order and a lot of them are infiltrated with nephilim uh with these anunnaki uh the pope is supposedly told putin just back off you can't beat him anyway and he's probably one of them guys i mean come on the bible says as as it was in the days of noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man you know i mean the nephilim were the biggest story going in noah's day and i believe they are in this day you look at the alien agenda you look at a lot of different things that i've reported on in my mega alien teachings and um that they walk among us and that they you know they're just waiting until their big debut there's been so much telegraphing of this in hollywood and different movies and sci-fi shows and series and things of this nature to prepare humanity for this eventuality i think it would be foolish to think that this isn't actually going on but i believe that these things can be engaged spiritually and um i've asked god to put me on the front lines of this if if he would so grant me that privilege that i do not deserve i want to go and engage these things literally and i'm talking with no weapons i mean just with a bible and maybe some of that anointing oil that i got whatever god says i'll do it i will do it i will do it um henry groover at the end was translated underneath the the city of rome and dealt with that 30 foot fallen angel that 
there was five of his friends that saw it that were also translated there i do believe that as we get more in and further into the end times and as evil takes over god is going to um intervene in some seriously also mighty ways to counter this he's just not going to let evil take over and win in the end we know who wins but in order to deal with the extraordinary level of evil that we're moving into i do believe that god is going to um do increasingly supernatural things the bible talks about i believe in daniel and they that are serve the lord will, will are going to be mighty and do exploits and things of the sense of more of a paraphrase there um i'm all about god getting the maximum amount of glory i'm all about wanting to see people getting saved um whether god uses me or whoever to do something like this i want to see people get saved I want to see God's name. Be, I, I, it's, it's totally irrelevant if I'm ever even part of the known part of that equation. But I know that I do believe that Henry Groover had been translated um, on, I believe, more than one occasion. And at one point, God told him, because Henry couldn't quite wrap his head around it, I think. And Henry Groover's went on to be with the Lord. I don't, I don't know if you all know that, but he, he went on to be with the Lord. I... Man, I tried so hard to send him protocols for free, nutritional protocols. I just, I think he was totally wiped out from a nutritional standpoint. I just think he had nothing there. He never, I never saw one report he ever did where he ever emphasized at all what he put in his body. I mean, whatever was in front of him, he ate, you know. And I couldn't get him to even take Intramax or anything. I said, Henry, I'll give it to you for free. It's not going to contradict any of the meds that you're on or whatever your doctors are doing or anything like that. It's, I, I promise you, it's only going to help you. Here, I sent him sample bottles, sealed sample bottles of the Intramax. And he's, he's a sweetheart of a guy. I love Henry Gruber, but I don't think he ever implemented any of it and ultimately passed away recently. And I'm not saying it's because he didn't do what I told him to do. It's just that I couldn't have seen that hurting any. You know, I, I said, I'll pay for it, Henry. I'll pay for your whole protocol. So want to see you live and do what God has you. Not to say you didn't fulfill God's calling. I'm not saying that. But I also know that we're body, soul, and spirit. And if our body is the weak link in the chain, and man, he had some massive stuff going on at the end there. I mean, horrible stuff from a bodily standpoint. If our body is the weakest link in the chain, we're only as strong as the weakest link. And ultimately, you know, that got Henry. And I, I desperately tried to help, but, you know, I guess it wasn't meant to be um but one of the things that god had told henry at the end is that um so it was regarding him being translated now tr translation if you look at in the in the new testament it's mentioned several times people were translated okay in in the bible it, it happened on more than one occasion god's the same today yesterday and forever so i, I think what we need to do is is what God did tell Henry, as I guess he kind of rebuked him at one point, he said, don't limit me. Don't limit me. If I want to translate you from one point to another point to another point, I can do that. But you have to have the faith to believe that I can do that. And that's what I think we might, we will start seeing to a certain extent with maybe a certain sect of Christians that are um, 
desiring that because I think you need to have the faith to believe it. And then I think you also have to have to have the desire to do that. I truly, and I'm not saying this because I'm Mr. Big and Bad and I want to show everybody how macho I am. I truly want to go engage these things. And I want people to see it. What happens? What God is going to do. Not what I'm going to do, but what God's going to do. And I want to see masses of people get saved. And I want to see God's name be glorified. And I don't care if I'm ever even known about. It's not about me not about me john the baptist said i must decrease and he meaning jesus must increase and like i said if i got what i deserved i'd get death in hell you know I, oh what a wretch of a man that i am who should deliver me from the body of this death is paul basically said paraphrasing but i'm not i'm not lying about what i just said i'm willing to go and die for that i want to go do that so maybe you pray pray about that if you would pray about if god would do that whether they show up here or whether God translates me or whether it's me or anyone else. I cannot stand to see all the victories of Satan going on around the planet constantly. It's, I, I'm just like, I've had enough of it. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do this. Let's get into the battle. And I mean the real, I don't mean just prayer. I'm talking literal battle because if one Christian sees another Christian going and dealing, I mean, evidently these things, when they manifest, they're so ferocious and nasty that the last report he put out is Russian soldiers are deserting the Anunnaki war. Now they're not all the Spetsnats aren't deserting, but they're so, um, I guess, scary uh, for lack of better terms that they're having a very high desertion rate of these russian troops that are trying to fight these things and um they've got weapons now though where they're getting a handle on it but they've got very few people that actually want to go and engage these things but i think they're doing it from the wrong standpoint granted yeah hey if you can put a bullet in their head and you can use weapons on them and defeat them i by all means use whatever means necessary i just don't see god getting any glory or credit from that and now we're getting to the point where we've literally got Genesis 6 right in front of us. If these things are manifesting on planet Earth, like they were in Genesis 6, well, God had to ultimately wipe, wipe out the whole Earth and hit the reset button, save Noah and the occupants on the ark. So we're not going to have another flood. And these things need to die. And I'm like, well, God, send me. Send me. I don't, I don't have any, I just, it's just, there's no, there's no fear to me about this. I, I mean, maybe, you oh, we'll see when you get it. Well, yeah, we will see. I hope I get that opportunity. But I think all of us have different callings. And to be quite honest with you, I feel like this one's my main, my main calling. Now, I haven't said that a ton on air because it's going to come off like I'm Mr. Big and Bad and I've got to show everybody how macho I am and I know it's going to probably come and I from the bottom of my heart i'm not meaning it to come off that way guys i cannot help the calling i feel like i've had all my life since i've been i mean i'm talking i used to get visions of stuff when i was like three years old and four three and four before i was i mean 20 years before i was ever a christian i got these weird visions of me being i think as an adult 
behind the shield and there was a dragon on the other and i'm talking about a the biggest fire breathing dragon you had ever seen and it was just spewing out flames and i had a shield up and it, the the flames were wrapping around the shield and it wasn't touching me that's been my reality since i've been like three and four i've had those things doesn't make me better doesn't make me mr big and macho i'm just telling you i've got to believe that there's got to be people on the planet that if these things and when these things start manifesting and listen if, whether it's the alien movement or or whatever these things are walking among us to a certain extent I did the whole the whole study on that guy where it was entitled they walk among us and how they're they've got this whole breeding program and and they're sending these things into society to to commingle with society and to blend in and to learn our ways and you know then you've got all the heli hollywood telegraphing that this is being done i'm telling you the church is going to be dealing with this you know probably very soon on a literal manifestation level and so we might as well just wrap our heads around it now and deal with it now and i'm of the opinion that absent from the bodies to be present with the lord that's what the bible says so if i end up if i end up going in there and dying oh well whatever i'm absent from the body present with the lord i don't think i'm going to i really don't i, I really don't i just want to see massive amounts of people get saved and i want to see massive amounts of glory given to the lord jesus christ that's my and, and yes i do want to go and get yes that that motivation is there i am tired of seeing wickedness triumph in this plane of existence that we live in and i'm ready to literally go and engage this stuff on a literal level and i do believe that god can equip any christian to go do this as long as you have the faith to believe that he can do that so i wasn't really planning on saying that but i'll just throw it out there and um that's kind of where i'm at with this whole thing um <laughs> i asked taylor about how she felt about what i just said she says yeah everything you say is so light-hearted dad <laughs> yeah. pretty light-hearted anyway uh we're almost done with this video uh from dave hodges here this as uh, a potential et threat as well as warfare on the earth has just moved to outer space same people same actors just different geographic environment take your pick which do you think it is i i, I am at a loss to tell you which one it is but i will tell you this because of the connections that I have in these endeavors, and I do have some good ones, I would suspect before very much longer this particular broadcast will trigger some inside information. At least I'm hoping it will. In the meantime, I'd like to know your opinion on this. What do you think? Do you think this is warfare between countries? Or is this a uh, Independence Day kind of scenario and we want to prevent the bad guys from doing whatever, if there is such a thing as the bad guys in ET form? Okay, so we have that um okay next report one man's personal testimony of the biological consequences of wi-fi 5g on his physical being uh this is a satanic this was i think sent in to steve quail the q thing this is a satanic's wep weapon system what i feel now others will in the future it's very painful please warn others uh, okay, I live in HUD Apartments in Carson City, Nevada. Recently, they installed a new Wi-Fi system, apparently by the government mandate, according to the managers. 
sorry, I've got to edit this a little bit. I have been sensitive to Wi-Fi signals as has my wife and one of our daughters. This is why we got rid of Wi-Fi. Now, what I tell people is if you have Wi-Fi in your house, always have the ones that you can turn off. Always keep it off unless you absolutely have to have it. Hardwire your devices, laptops, whatever, hardwire them in with Ethernet cables and only use the Wi-Fi when you absolutely have to. That's the best way to go. Okay, and definitely turn it off at night because it will massively interfere with sleep patterns and things of this nature. So um, the new signal that they put in, though, at his HUD apartments is stronger than anything I've experienced. And it's quite painful. I can't bear to be in my own apartment with my family for more than a short time. It's also a government building I clean. The signal is becoming more pervasive and I believe it's 5G, though I'm not certain. My own increase in sensitivity is probably the result of long-term exposure from where I'm working. The primary symptoms are blurred vision, sinus pain, cognitive dif difficulties, confusion, aggression, crushing headaches, and leg problems. My wife and neighbor are also experiencing pain in the chest and abnormal heartbeats. Sleeping there yields no rest and constant ringing in the ears as well as feeling like your eyeballs are being fried. That's one of the main things that they're saying 5G does it. it it cooks your eyeballs like eggs okay so expect when they implement 5g for a lot of people to start going blind okay because that's what it does that's been known since i think like uh, the deborah virus thing since i don't know like a korean war or something when they first found out about 5g cooks your eyeballs so by contrast, having been out camping, the symptoms fade as long as I'm outside of the Wi-Fi fields. Well, Wi-Fi doesn't go to camping sites. You're, you're, that'd be more like getting out of the 5G or 4G or whatever you're in. Wi-Fi typically has a much shorter range, in other words. I have been to the ER for a CAT scan because it felt like I was having a stroke, but there was no visible sign of brain abnormalities. We have been tested for carbon monoxide. There is none. Many people have are naturally less sensitive, I presume, but I also believe that the, their constant use of painkillers and drugs, which most people are on, may be a mitigating factor. Yeah, sure. Now, subjectively, I must say that the energy feels very much like an unclean spirit. Yes, it is. There is a total demonic component with all of this. It's kind of nauseating. Those who have discerning of the spirits will know what I mean when they felt it. The danger, I believe, with this ever-expanding network is not only in absolute control over every detail of life, but that there are segments of the population who will exhibit bizarre and aggressive behavior inexplicably. The seductive and addictive nature of this tech will positively ostracize those who dare take this position, this poison bottle from the baby that is society. I wish to testify as a warning. I sincerely believe this is a weapon system against the, against which conventional arms are and will be of no effect. Again, Trump's totally on board with this full implementation without a mind you're nothing when people finally do begin to succumb they may be misdiagnosed well i'm sure they're going to be misdiagnosed that that's just like when you go in for a vaccine injury they say oh it's not the vaccine that did it it's going to be the same thing with this okay because they're they're always gonna you know divert 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 and, and try to blame it on something else or blame you whether there is some plot or simply the result of a profit driven driven um dog eat dog um, human behavior is of a little consequence the frog that didn't feel the hot water is now screaming a warning um now we have that and then these are just some current events from this week okay um quarter of the earth's pigs pop pigs population is wiped out 
worldwide. Global authorities brace for worldwide protein shortage because, you know, I don't advise eating pork. If you can avoid it, I would advise it. It's just not good stuff to put in your body. Um, but from a health standpoint, but um, they're bracing for a worldwide protein shortage because a quarter of the pigs in the earth have been wiped out. There's links to all these. Uh, next one. Next shoe in the farm crisis drops. Bankruptcy soar 24%. Well, that's what you have when you flood the, the Midwest on purpose by design with your weather weapons. And then you bring in winter super early and it's super harsh. So bankruptcy soar on the farms with record high debt, collapsing farm income, and depressed commodity prices. U.S. farmers are dropping like flies and there's no end in sight in the 15-month-long trade war. Next one, record low temperatures up to 50 degrees below normal threaten to absolutely wreck the rest of the harvest season. And again, this is all being by design on purpose. But remember, we're living off last year's harvest and maybe even to a certain extent the year before that. When this next one kicks in, that's, I believe, when you're really going to see the food shortages and the, and the prices skyrocket. I mean, I could be wrong, but it just seems like that's the way it would go. The shocking truth, the next report, uh, aborted babies are born alive and left to die. Another one, you can now access all existing U.S. abortion data in one place thanks to a pro-life or organization. There's a link to all of these in this report. Uh, next one, FBI uncovers real-life Frankenstein operation where human body parts are being stolen from deceased family members and used to create freakish monster humans. Yeah, yeah. Another one, video-proof Google censors conservatives. And then this one, six-foot-five-inch male wins girls cross-country event and has named women of the week that's how wicked and sick the world everything's just opposite now you can have six foot five transgendered they're men or boys racing against girls in this particular case this six foot five inch male had decimated all of the males he had run against two years previous when he ran male cross-country bet he figured no I'm, I'm a girl now so i'm gonna transition over to that and then i'm gonna wipe all the girls out too another one middle school students forced to apologize for being white and christian that's happening in my home state here of north carolina apologizing for being white and christian those are the two biggest sins in the universe you know another one seattle school district is now endorsing islam asked teachers to bless students in arabic the next one usa dearborn michigan public schools which is where you have Islam totally taken over the, the whole um, town there, Dearborn, Michigan. Um, public schools spark protests by adopting all halal meat policy for non-Muslim students. So you, if you go to public school now, you are going to get halal slaughtered meat. When they, when they um, slaughter halal meat, if they're doing it the right way, they have to recite this Arabic prayer. And it's basically like all the meat is dedicated to Allah. So they're dedicating all the meat to a pagan moon god, Allah. And that has to be affecting the food in a cursed way, if you ask me. I don't see how it could help. And it's something I try to always avoid like the plague. But now they're actually forcing the students to eat all halal meat. Next one. Lutheran church holds drag queen story hour for children. So now the churches are holding drag queen story hours to totally brainwash you know the children next one universities now demanding total obedience to transgenderism lunacy for businesses before they are allowed to operate on campus intellectual diversity is now outlawed 
Uh, next report, UK girls are skipping school, afraid to use the inclusive unisex bathrooms because they're afraid of, of perverts, the perverted boys that are going to act like girls or whatever when they're unisex. So they're, you know, they're afraid of that. Uh, then drag queen story hour is grooming kids for pedo sex. Yeah, that's what it's really all about. Now they're going in and, and they're actually having these drag queen guys flashing their private parts to the kids while they're doing the drag queen story hour. That, that one just came out the other day too. And it's grooming them for um, child molestation. It's what ultimately is, it's, it's all about. Next one, Hillsong pastor Nathan Facino says Christian parents should let kids celebrate Halloween because it's not fair that the world has more fun. And so we have all those. So those are some of the wonderful current events from this week. Next one, financial markets and economies could be shut down at any time. In this compelling interview, Brian um, and Daryl Paynes connect with precious metals industry icon Bill Holter of jsmindset.com and discuss the growing debt bubble, the dilemma of zero and negative interest rates, and how the debt is outstripping the money in circulation. Bill confirms the central banks are 100% out of ammunition. What does this do? What does one do to protect themselves against this unstoppable onslaught of economic Armageddon? So let's go ahead and roll this because I like to cover a diversity of topics. Well, no, I don't have any thoughts of, of uh, quitting at the moment, but I think the system has obviously has thoughts of quitting on us. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, the, the day is coming when, when the system implodes and daily life is not going to be like it is now. No. no. Because, and I, I try to get this point across in all my interviews, we, we live in a system that runs entirely on and only because of credit. Without credit, the system shuts down. Without credit, you'll go to your grocery store, there won't be any food. You'll go to your local, uh, I don't know what they are in Australia, but in the United States, you go to your local Walmart, and there won't be anything on the shelves. Because there's not little elves in the back room making stuff. Yeah. It gets shipped. And the process... That's not true. I know the Keebler elves are real, and they do make those crackers and cookies. So, I don't agree with them about that last part. Thing, uh, the shipping, you name it, every every time a product moves, credit is used. And without credit, the system will seize up for a time. Well, it would, would, sorry, right. But it wouldn't have to be very long to seize up because um, we know how quickly supermarket shelves, of course, can evaporate. And there's just this enormous surge. It's all gone. And then, then it's desperation, isn't it? Well, and on top of that, the world has moved to uh, just-in-time inventory. Yes, correct. Yeah, very so true. So you've got those two forces colliding, and the shelves will be cleaned out rapidly. And that will lead to something else. That will lead to uh, the saying that every morning that you wake up, you're only 72 hours away from the anarchy is a true story because of your stomach. Yeah. You know, if you put on that food for 72 hours, yeah. you're going to have some hopping, pissed off people roaming yeah. the street. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. 
Phil, have you? Do you have any passports for any other country? Have you uh, ever thought about if it all gets very hairy in the United States, you just move out and uh, go somewhere where it's not quite as bad? Now, this is a question I've had a lot of my listeners throw at me over the years. You know, um, why don't I just go to another country and, and relocate? I need to flee Babylon, which they believe is America and, and this type of stuff. And, um, Listen to his response here. We thought about And I'm not saying America's mystery Babylon. I know there's a lot of conjecture about that, but the Bible says over and over it's that great city. And I don't see how you could term America, the whole nation of America, is that great city. Because it, and I examine the underlying Greek, and the, the underlying Greek means city, it does not mean a nation. So I don't even want to get into, you know, that. That's a whole other potential study to get into all that and the arguments that could be made and this type of stuff but um anyway i just forgot to throw that out uh, uh, as i said we moved uh in 2006 end of 2006 we moved to costa rica and that was not just because you know i was an old man and ready to retire that was bugging out ahead of time right and so my... he moved to costa rica in 2006 bugging out ahead of time Spanish got good enough to understand that we weren't like there. When I say we, I'm talking about gringos, North American, Americans, Canadians. Uh, it's my opinion. It was. Now that's Costa Rica. That's not like Honduras or El Salvador. It's one of the more tame, tamer of the Central American countries. My opinion then, and it's even more so now, that once this system goes down, gringos are going to get wiped out because they'll be targets, they stand out, and the locals believe, even if you're just on social security and you have almost no means They're, at all. The white people in particular are demonized in these other countries. And this has been done by George Soros and, and the United Nations and all of the, and the, you know, by design, on purpose. They Gringos took your land, they took America, they kicked the whatever, you need to get it back, La Raza, the whole nine yards there, and... When things get bad, and these ex, this tiny amount of expat population in these these, and I'm just talking about Mexico, Central America, and South America. I mean, unless God protects you, you you might be in a real bad situation because of what he's saying. You're considered rich, right. so right. obviously, if you're rich, you have something, and the locals are going to want to take it. Yep. Wow. Well, mm. Okay. Um, Bill, you you mentioned just a moment ago, and it came as no surprise at all. Now, I'm not telling somebody not to do that if God's leading them in that direction. I'm just saying there's something to think about, and I would make sure that you got 100% confirmation from God that you're supposed to do that if you're going to make that move, that you had prayed and fasted, fasted about it, gotten confirmation, and you knew that's where God wanted you. I just, what I'm saying is I wouldn't make that move in fear. Um the fear of man bringeth a snare and this is the fear of you know ultimately man coming and kicking your door and getting you okay every time that i made decisions based on fear of man i end up getting my butt kicked usually okay well basically every time so i'm very cautious now about making any big decisions based on any kind of fear that i may be feeling because I want to fear God, I don't want to fear man or some situation or whatever. And I want to know 100% for sure I've got 
the green light from God to do anything, especially major. Was that we're in an we're in a debt driven, credit driven society. We're living in a pretty crazy world, no question. Um, it's all based on credit and debt, whether that be government debt, corporate debt, private debt, household debt, they're all at maximum highs. Uh, here in Australia is no different to anywhere else. Um, we've got a, a million households at the moment experiencing mortgage stress, uh, battling to cover their next month's instalments on their mortgage. Um, we are at, we're heading towards zero interest rates. Uh, we're at three quarters of 1% in Australia at the moment. And just recently I spoke with one of the leading four banks economists and he said, I'm not comfortable about this, but I think we're going to have another three rate cuts, which will take us to zero by June 30 next year. And he said, and this is coming from an economist with one of those major banks said, We've never been there before. We don't know what we don't know what to expect. We're really not sure what to do. Now, that's sort of that's pretty scary stuff, in my opinion. Zero interest rates in many countries around the world, negative in some cases. In the last Great Recession, we had 85 billion in QE per month. Now we're sitting at around in the US, 60 billion a month, that's as a starter, so a reintroduction of QE. I mean, I'm sort of thinking that these guys are out of ammunition. I mean, other than manipulating interest rates and QE, I don't see they've got much left in their arsenal unless they come up with something new and different. But I'm thinking they're out of bullets. Uh, I, I see it, yeah, I only see it downhill from here. What are your thoughts? Well, I've, I've written and talked on this subject quite a, quite a bit. Zero uh, percent or negative interest rates is basically an illustration that that currency is worthless. Yeah. And I equate it to like a snake eating its own tail because it's capital destruction as opposed to capital creation. And the system has to have uh, capital creation to survive. Now, the reason interest rates have, have gone basically to zero and there's 17 uh, trillion of debt worldwide that's trading with negative rates, the reason for that is because the real underlying economy is not generating enough cash flow to service the current debt. Yeah. So their response is, well, I mean, once you get to zero, going negative, is harmful but their response is to create more more liquidity put more liquidity into the system but how do they do that they do that the only way they can create uh currency create liquidity is via more debt so if you've already got a system that the underlying real economy can't support what's more debt going to do more more debt just makes the, what I'm saying is more debt makes the problem that much more difficult. That much more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're completely one hundred percent out of ammunition. So I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you have a recession, when they acknowledge there's a recession at the moment, they're not. They're saying the economy's sound. 
But when you enter into a recession, the only way to stimulate the economy again is to reduce interest rates. That's generally what they do. So let's say that that's normally around 4%. How is it possible to reduce interest rates by 4% when you're already at zero or negative territory? <laughs> they can't. They can't lower interest rates further. Uh, and that's only one half of what they can do. The other half is they can do fiscal stimulus. But yep. what is fiscal stimulus? It's creating more debt. Yes. They're at the end of the road. I mean, there is nothing that they can, can do at this point. And what's going to result from this is we need to have a reset. We need to have... Uh, we need to see debt liquidated. And that's what recessions typically do, is they liquidate the bad loans, the bad debt that's outstanding. Uh, I don't know, in Australia, I suspect it's the same, but in the US, you can go back, uh, I think, well, you can go all the way back to the 1991 recession. And from that point forward, no recessions were allowed to run their course and clean the balance sheet of the country because the Federal Reserve was afraid every single time that they were going to get into the trap that they were in back in the 1930s, where debt begins to cascade and it becomes a deflationary event. The problem now versus the 1930s is that a deflationary event back then did not destroy the currency. The currency was gold. Now the currency is, if you want to call it anti-gold, it's 180 degrees opposite of gold. It's fake. It's, it's man-made, man-created. And a, a debt debacle, which with real money would be a deflationary event, will ultimately be a hyperinflationary event because it will destroy the currency itself. Okay, so... Just wanted you to kind of be aware of what, you know, that economist is saying there and um, a lot of confirmation there previous studies I've done regarding or when we've touched on that subject in other studies. Um, last report for this part, medical doctor shocks top government official committee with testimony on vaccines. Back about two and a half, three years ago, before I went to the first ACIP meeting, nobody was there. We weren't representing the people at all. It was really a giant party between pharma and the CDC. They'd all go, they'd vote some brand new vaccines in and go out for drinks afterwards. Instead, now we're showing up. We're showing up in huge numbers. Good. We're stepping up in microphones. And we're this is Dell Bigtree. It's called the High Wire with Dell Big Dell Bigtree. And um, you might want to, I, I think I give you a link here to... Uh his website there. He's one of the most proactive ones right now, really going after the vaccine stuff, really increasing public awareness. So I really like the work that this guy's doing. And um, he seems like a pretty good dude. Speaking right into their eyes. And there was one particular speech you said you liked a lot, Kat. Tell me, tell me about, um, about who spoke, spoke at the microphone. Yeah, so a physician, Dr. James Neuenschwander, got up and spoke, and what's really interesting about him is he's double board certified in both emergency medicine and integrative medicine, and I think in his clinical practice, he's really seen the gamut of, of vaccine injury, and so he had a very unique perspective, and I think as a clinician, it's very upsetting to sit in, in a room like that where you're dealing with the reality of the decisions these people are making, and all I can say about his comment was it was a mic drop. It was awesome. 
Let's see the mic drop, Dr. Neuenschwander. Here you go. Next speaker is Mr. James Neuenschwander. Dr. James Neuenschwander. Um, I'm a physician with dual board certifications in emergency and integrative medicine, and I've had the honor in the past 32 years of evaluating thousands of children. The parents of those children who, to their dying breath, say that it was a vaccine that caused their child to descend into autism. It was a vaccine that caused their child's neurologic disorder. It was a vaccine that caused their child's asthma, their child's eczema, their child's food allergy. Now, I, remember, this is a double board certified MD addressing the CDC's advisory committee on immunization practices with scathing public comment detailing how the ACIP's policies are really hurting real-life patients. So God bless this guy. This is rare, but I think as more good doctors come out and you know do this and more uh, parents of vaccine-damaged children and more people come out against this, it's going to empower other people to do more of this. Know there's a huge disconnect between what these parents are telling us and what you guys are teaching us. I also know as an ER physician, and by personal experience, ignore mom or dad at your own peril. But I'm not here today to debate the safety and efficacy of vaccines. I will, however, challenge each and every one of you in this room to that debate. I will challenge the CDC, the NIH, any university out there to that debate in a public forum. But I know it will never happen. The science isn't there. I'm all about the science. The biggest cause of vaccine hesitancy in this country is the lack of true vaccine science. Yep. Amen. I am here today to ask you guys in this committee to please, the community counts on you, do your job. I used to naively think that ASEP based all their recommendations on rigorous study of multiple trials that determine the safety and efficacy of each one of your recommendations. I've since learned that ASEP is simply participating in an industry-wide phenomenon I'm going to call junk science. Junk science has allowed, with all due respect to my colleagues in this room, presentation of these papers, of these studies that would never pass the rigors of a peer-reviewed journal if they were on any other subject other than vaccines. I've watched Junk Science allow GSK to publish a paper on their MMR vaccine. J GSK's GlaxoSmithKline, they, 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 uh, at least they have one form of the MMR, which is definitely one of the ones. One of the MMRs is cultured off two different aborted babies two different aborted fetal cell strains and then the other one is cultured off one different aborted fetal cell strain and then also a genetically modified human protein among all the other witches brew of things in there in which 10 percent of these healthy 12 month old babies ended up in an emergency room in six weeks and two and a half percent of them developed a new chronic medical condition but that's all okay not because they compared that vaccine to a placebo group or a delayed vaccine group but because they compared it to the current mmr2 vaccine that's the moral equivalent of comparing 10 shots of whiskey to nine shots of whiskey and a shot of vodka and yeah. saying vodka doesn't cause intoxication exactly junk science also allows us to take vaccines we know don't work to just double down Increase the dose, increase the frequency. I saw this committee in the last meeting look at the pneumococcal vaccine and say it doesn't work, and yet leave it on the schedule and leave it up to us to determine whether or not we give it to a patient. I'm sorry, but that's your job. Please do your job.
We already know the mumps vaccine is of questionable efficacy. But they are doing their job. They're doing their job for Satan. And they're doing a, a darn good job of serving Satan. And that's what they're tasked to do. These people that are on these committees, I believe, have sold their souls to Satan. A lot of them probably are overt Luciferians and, and occultists, and they work for the pharmacia industry, which is where we get the root word for sorcery. They know exactly what they're doing on a lot of levels. I believe the, the majority of them, and they love what they're doing because they're serving Satan. We know the flu vaccine at best will prevent 50% of the cases of flu in healthy adults. We Thank know the MMR vaccine will wear off expired. and you have uh, adults who are susceptible to measles. We stand on a threshold of a public health crisis, and vaccines are part of that. But you guys can make a difference. If we don't change the course of where we're at right now, we will have nothing but chronically ill children and adults. We'll have epidemics of autoimmunity, of autism, of infertility, of asthma, of food allergies, of cancer. But you can change that. As a courtesy to Demand the other speakers, better we ask that you can Demand better adjuvants. Demand better vaccines. They want to make sure he shuts up. I thank you. Thank you. You see those faces? I love those faces at the end. Yeah. I mean, when I think... Soulless devils. Think about what a party this used to be when we weren't there. There's been, woo, we just got a new vaccine in. Moving on. See it. Whiskey. But I'm talking about the, the ones on the advisory board, not the people cheering. But three hours, three time. Now it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, it's got to be harder and harder to get anyone to even get on this board now that we're going and bringing that type of information. First of all, doesn't Dr. Neuenschwander actually make you want to be a doctor? I just want to have, I want to be able to say, <laughs> that's Dr. Neuenschwander. You know, yeah. instead, I would love to be able to say that. But what a beatdown. What an amazing moment. And my understanding is we actually have Dr. James Neuenschwander standing by. Are you there? There yes, he is. Yes, I am. Man, Hi. that was a butt kicking. I mean, I got to say, I think there's a lot of people across America right now jumping up and down in the living room saying, finally, finally a doctor that right. is willing to tell the truth, willing yep. to put it on the line and make the obvious statements. Now, first of all, God bless him. This man deserves a lot of prayer because I, I got to believe that they would want to zero in on somebody like him because he's one of their own and to really, you know, take his license away and do whatever they can to destroy him and discredit him. Aren't you afraid of your license? I mean, getting up there, I have to think there's boards all across the country that are watching that right now. Well, uh, I have the advantage of being in private practice, so I have my own practice. I, I'm not under the auspices of a larger organization. I don't have to worry about hospital privileges. I do have to worry about my board, but that would require a complaint on my medical practice and not necessarily comments I make at ASAP. And, and also, I would challenge anybody to say, did I say anything that was incorrect? Did I say anything that was not true? Did I provide any kind of misinformation? You know, the only thing I didn't do because they cut me off, I, I, I didn't do the mic drop. Oh, uh, no, no. But <laughs> it, it's implied. In fact, it, it's really better that it's just implied. Now, you're a MAPS doctor, so you have some real depth in it. Will you explain to people exactly what a MAPS doctor is? Well, MAPS is the Medical Academy of Pediatric Special Needs. So this was originally uh, developed 
uh, specifically for biomedical intervention for children with neurodevelopmental delay, particularly autism. Uh, we're expanding that to be sort of all of integrative pediatrics, uh, but still with a focus on neurodevelopmental delay. So I've been a member of MAP since it started 12, 13 years ago now. Um, so you know what you're talking about. When you're talking about autoimmune disease, when you're talking about autism, neurological disorders, this is a specialty of yours. You stood up, you stated that. So really quickly, just what's up with ASIP? Who are these people? I mean, honestly, I have to believe they're well-intentioned individuals. Maybe how I'm wired. I don't want to believe people are evil. I think they must tell themselves something. You've maybe, maybe some, but I, I would definitely not say all. After these meetings, these are literally your peers. Can you explain to us the mindset of these people that sit there? They look at a lack of safety studies. They see things like reassuring data, even though it's scant in existence. And we should make assumptions to fill in those gaps. Um, it's certainly, it, is that how you're trained in medical school? What's going on in their minds? How, how do you get to be those people? What's, how are they wired? Well, that, that's the people I ran away from, so I don't, I don't really have to deal with those folks anymore in my practice. But um, you're, you are truly brainwashed when you go through medical school. You're, you're chronically uh, sleep-deprived. Uh, you're fed the same lines over and over again. Uh, you're trained through repetition. You're not trained to question anything. I always say there's a huge difference between a medical education and a law education. They teach you law by asking you questions. They say, you know, what do you think about, uh, you know, Smith versus the state of Columbia or something? And whatever your answer is, they're then going to ask you about an alternative position. It doesn't happen that way in medicine. You, you go to the mountaintop, the guru bestows the knowledge upon you, and your job is to merely regurgitate that knowledge while you're practicing medicine. You never question what you're doing until you realize what you're doing doesn't work and maybe there's better answers out there. So these folks, not, I don't think any of them are evil. I think they are all great people and they have devoted their lives to preventing infectious disease. That's why they're there. All right. But, you know, because they, they're, they're so focused in on whether two D taps is better than a D tap and two or two D taps is better than a DT and three D taps or whatever the study is, they, they completely forget about health. I mean, this is all about how do we improve the health of our children, of our adults? That's really what we should be about. And they're not even looking at that. There's a great video, you know, you so. It goes on for about another 10 minutes there, and he's got a lot of good stuff on his channel. Uh, the High Wire with Del Big Tree. Again, you can find it on YouTube. I'm surprised he hasn't been banned. I really am. Um, that's all the... Uh, maybe I can fit in this. Yeah, let me let me read this. I can fit this in. Um, this is from um, a listener, Michelle. And uh, she said, it's entitled, Doctors Firing Patients Due to Not Being Vaccinated. You're probably, and she said such nice things at the beginning. I, I just don't want to read all, it's going to sound like I'm really blowing my own horn, but really sweet email. And she said, you're probably already aware, but I either missed it or this is just coming out in the open. I live here in Casper, Wyoming. I moved here a year ago from Washington state to get away from the insanity. Anyway, the doctors here are firing patients for not having their children vaccinated. They're sending letters to all their patients. There's an organization here called Wyoming Health Freedom who is following up on all of this. I'm pretty horrified. I have grandbabies, and though we avoid doctors like the plague, it is disturbing that we cannot take her to a doctor if we absolutely felt it necessary. Yeah, that's, that is insanity. 
it's okay though we are going to put our faith in jesus and this is what we should be doing anyway excuse me and i'm thankful for you in this regard the beast system is not far off even though i've known this was coming it's still absolutely horrifying to witness this taking place i know it's going to get much worse but thankfully we are much closer to the end of evil thank you again for all you do and continue to do you and taylor and i are in our prayers i don't feel so alone because of you oh that's so sweet <laughs> blessings michelle and then I, she i emailed her back and i said can i can i publish this in, in keeping you anonymous and then part of the reply was um <clears throat> Also, I typed in doctors firing patients for unvaccinated children, and apparently it's happening in many places now, just not Casper. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I have reported on this um, over you know, probably the last three to four years. I follow Wyoming Health Freedom on Facebook, and other freaky things I'm noticing is the absolute hatred of people. The hatred people have for parents of unvaccinated children and for the children themselves. And, the, you know, the only thing I can chalk that up to is demons. The, the demons that are possessing and blinding these parents who are on the vaccination train, who theoretically should be fine because their, their children are vaccinated. What do they have to fear, right? Their children are protected. Why do they care if my child's vaccinated? Well, herd immunity, which is, you know, garbage anyway, but they're, they're, their children are, are, should be totally protected. Why do you want to take away my right, you know, but they do, they, because they are absolutely demon infested because what other, what other thing could it be motivating them other than demon infestation when it comes to a subject like this, that's so black and white, Okay. Then she goes on to say, I can't believe the ugly comments they make. Evil men surely are waxing worse and worse. They insinuate that you and the children should be locked up or something more awful. Yeah, like death. You don't vaccinate your child, you need to die. No, that's where it's that's where they really would like to see it. Because that, you know, ultimately, that's where the people that are lunatics like this, and mostly for the most part, they're on the left, that's where they want to. They want this to go. Prison, death, you need to be wiped off the earth. Because, you know, they're the moral compass of society. Even though they're satanically possessed to the toenails, they know what's best. And you need to die if you don't agree with them. And that's the way the world's becoming more and more. My response was, thank you for your kind words. This is red level insanity. Uh, a lot of the teaching I posted yesterday, which was my last teaching, was about vaccines this is also a good youtube channel that may give you some resources and that's the Bell, Dell big tree um link there okay so that's all i have for today and uh i mean i've got tons to to cover but um i just kind of i don't like to do studies unless i have the energy to do them and you know sometimes i just run out of gas you know it's just one of those things that and so I would rather do studies when I have the proper energy because I feel like I'm doing my listeners a disservice if I'm just going through the motions and can barely, you know, get through it. So uh, God bless you and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio that we put out.